What's up, guys? Uh, Fantasy Stars here. It's just going to be me today uh, for the podcast. Um, so, it's week 8, or uh, we're just starting week 8, Thursday night. Um, 7 o'clock right now, so I don't know anything about Thursday night football yet. Well, I don't know any, like, scores or anything. But I do know that Devontae Adams is officially out. Uh, because last night he actually did have a chance of playing. Um, because, uh, he, Al, so Alan Lazard is out because he's unvaccinated, but, uh, Adams, it was, it's hard for him to, it was hard for him to play last night, but anyway, he's out, um, so we're going to be talking about how long Jalen Hurts can keep his 20 point game streak for fantasy. Uh, we're going to be talking about my opinions for the games. Uh, we're going to be talking about some pickups that you guys should do. We're going to talk about sleepers. Um, and just like some NFL transactions that have happened. And also, um, I want to be talking about... Um, so the trade deadline is actually November 2nd. And I just wanted to talk about... Um, guys I would like to see traded before the trade deadline actually happens. Um, so that'll be, that'll be fun to talk about. Um, I already got some guys that I have in mind, uh, but maybe I'll think of more during the episode. So, um, yeah, let's first start with Thursday Night Football. Alright, so, um, right now, my prediction is, uh, the Cardinals are gonna continue their undefeated streak. Um, because, I mean, I did think that maybe, just maybe, that the Packers did have a chance at the beginning when de- their two rece- uh, two receivers were in, Alan Lazard and Devontae Adams. But now, Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard are out. Um, so, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, he can't be activated off the IR. He's just not ready to play. Um, so, since those two guys are out, um, I think you should pick up uh, some other guys that are on the Packers uh, because I think they will be getting targets. So, a lot of people did say uh, bench Tanyan um, because he's facing a tough defense. Um, and that's true, very much true that the Cardinals have a tough defense. Um, but also, that was also before Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard were out. So, um, my, my thing, pick up Tanyan. That's a really, that's really big advice for this week. If you see it before, if you see this podcast before, um, there's night football, which, yeah. Probably won't, but uh, but if you do, pick up Tanyan for this week uh, and A.J. Dillon because these running backs will be getting a lot of attention uh, due to the uh, two receivers that are out. So A.J. Dillon might even be a, like a flex guy today, uh, tonight, uh, maybe even playing some receiver, lining up as some receiver, lining up as some running back, maybe even blocking. Uh, he'll be a little Taysom Hill tonight. Um, so, 
I really do think you guys should pick up AJ Dillon. Um, in my opinion, is Arizona's gonna win? I already said that. Um, so yeah, that's that's all I have to say about Thursday night football tonight. Uh, I know it's gonna be a good one, I think, or it's just gonna be a blowout. Um, but now let's talk about Jalen Hurts undefeated, or not as undefeated, kind of undefeated twenty point under twenty points. He hasn't got under twenty points. All season. So, um, I definitely do think that he may, he might be able to pull it off all season. I don't think so, though. Um, I like Jalen Hurts. I think he has a lot of potential. It's just, for a quarterback this young, uh, it's just, it's tough. With his schedule, his schedule isn't too bad, but uh, his his next couple games won't be too bad, won't be too easy. Um, this, t- uh, I think week eight this week, the Eagles are facing the Lions, so I think he has a good chance this week to uh, continue that twenty-plus uh, point game uh, season. So uh, yeah, I do, I do think that uh, Jalen Hurts will do good this week. Um, so yeah. Um, so now, like I said, we're going to be talking about, um, I didn't say all we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about some transactions and guys to pick up. Yeah, guys to pick up. Um, so let's say we're going to, so one guy that I really think, uh, suggest you guys getting, uh, Maybe not right now, but before anyone else gets him. Uh, I don't think Brandon Cooks is on your waivers, but if he is, you definitely got to pick him up. Uh, or even tr- do a small trade for him. Uh, and Nico Collins, uh, that guy he's from Notre Dame, uh, he's probably on your waivers because uh, not a lot of people have him. But with Tyrod Taylor returning... Uh, to practice, he's not leading the quarterback, um, quarterback like drills and stuff, or he's not leading like the stretches. But he is, uh, he is back in practice. So I think if if you don't see him this week, we'll probably see another week of Davis Mills. Uh, but I do think that we might be able to see him next week or the uh, week after that because Tyrod Taylor is getting better. Um and the Texans need him if they want a chance to for the playoffs and even if he does come back he they probably won't even get to the playoffs due to their record right now. Uh, but yeah, Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins, those guys you might want to look at for uh my bad sorry uh for just like the future when Tyrod Taylor comes back. So um now that we talked about them Texans. Let's talk about Jets signing Joe Flacco. So, um, will this will this help the re- receivers for fantasy points? My answer is yes, a little bit. But they're still the Jets. They still have the offensive linemen they have. They still have the coaching staff they have. They still have the receivers they have. They're just changing a quarterback. And the quarterback's Joe Flacco. Sure, Joe Flacco won a 
Super Bowl, but that was kind of a long time ago. And Joe Flacco now, he is not as good. So, um, with I, I just don't think that uh, it really helps the Jets receivers too much. It might help a little, but not too much. Um, so, uh, let's see. We got... I'm excited to be watching Michael Carter play for the Jets running back um, because Zach with Zach Wilson being out, um, they're gonna be running it way more, way more frequently, frequently, um, and I just think that Michael Carter, he's a if he's on your waivers, a hundred percent get him. He's your who he's your running back that you can trust. I think uh, if he doesn't get hurt, he has a lot of potential this season, and I do think that he will do really good uh, this season. Uh, right? Uh, sorry. So far through the season, he has been like he hasn't been as good uh, due to him not being a starter. But now that he's a starter and he's the only guy that I'm excited to watch, or anyone's excited to watch for the Jets, unless you're like a Jets fan. Um, but yeah, I definitely suggest you picking him up. I do think that he's gonna do really good this season for the re- for the remainder of the season, um, especially with Zach Wilson out. But even when Zach Wilson was in, they weren't that good for passing. And they didn't pass it too much. Um, we got the Ravens and Raiders on a bye this week. Uh, not like last week where I had Najee Harris. So, my fantasy team. Uh, I have a pretty good fantasy team for a 12-man league. I have uh, Justin Herbert. Oh, wait. Yeah, I have Justin Herbert. I have Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, Delvin Cook, Najee Harris, um, Dawson Knox, DeAndre Swift, Michael Car- Michael Pittman, um, James Conner, Darnell Mooney, Rondale Moore, Michael Thomas, Tyler Bass, San Francisco defense, and New England defense. Um, but for a 12-man, I I like that team. Uh, last week was a big struggle for me. Um, this is a PPR league, so it's kind of a higher-scoring league, but I got 180 points last week. With I have Jamar Chase and Cooper Cup, so and DeAndre Swift, so that kind of explains. But last week, my bench was kind of rough. I had Justin Herbert, Dawson Knox, Dalvin Cook, and Najee Harris all on my bench because the buys. Um, even if Dawson Knox was in, uh, I still would have. He still would have been out because he has he has a uh, broken hand. Even though he still threw a passing touchdown to, or a passing two point to Josh Allen with a broken hand, that I think that's pretty cool. Uh, but he's out this week, um, so yeah, uh, that kind of affects my team a lot. But you know, it's fine. Uh, he's been doing really good this season. So uh, if he's in your waivers, which he probably isn't, go ahead and pick him up. And um, so, Jacobs, Josh Jacobs, he just got hurt. Um, so, that brings us to Kenyon Drake. He didn't just get hurt, but he got hurt, and he has a tough injury. 
So that brings us to Kenyon Drake, and he's been getting getting a lot of targets or a lot of uh, rushing attempts. So I do suggest you go and uh, maybe pick him up or trade for him or something, uh, cause or maybe just look at him, watch him play, and maybe if you like him, pick him up, trade up for for him. But uh, yeah. So now, uh, yeah, I talked about trade deadline on November 2nd. Who is out there you would want to get traded before the deadline? Uh, you guys can comment uh, if you can. I don't know. Uh, but here's some guys that I would want to get traded before the trade deadline. And some of these guys might not be realistic to get traded, but a lot of them are. Um, so Chase Claypool, I would like him to get traded because he has a lot more potential and he can do way more than he's doing with the Steelers. It's just their offense that he cannot be, he's just not getting what he deserves there. Um, Miles Sanders, Doug Peterson, he is, he is like, he's not giving Miles Sanders enough opportunities, um, with Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott also. I do think that uh, there's just too many running backs there. Not too many, but like, I don't know. He's just not giving up, giving Miles Sanders enough uh, opportunities where Miles Sanders could be getting way more. Um, but yeah. Here's who else I would like to get traded Allen Robinson. So, all of us were excited when uh, Allen Robinson, or those Bears fans, and I kind of was, uh, that Allen Robinson did sign. And I thought, and I bet a lot of other people thought this too, that this guy, Allen Robinson, he can, he's going to be uh, a guy who you can always rely on on your team. But no. You can never rely on him this season. Um, I just don't think that... I just think that he should be getting more than he deserves. Or more than he is getting. Um, and a lot of people, counting me, thought uh, Justin Fields would be outstanding this year. Um, thinking that he would be Rookie of the Year. Like, no doubt about it, uh, but it's probably going to be Jamar Chase, um, but, like, I thought it, too, I thought, uh, well, Justin Fields, I really do think that you're going to do outstanding this year, um, but, no, he did not do as good as, uh, everyone thought he would, um, so, that's why I do think Allen Robinson should get traded, uh, and for the next one, I know a lot, like, they're, they're working on it a lot, and a ton of people want him to get traded. A lot of people want him to get traded to their team. Uh, but that's like some people who really need a quarterback. Uh, like the Patriots. No, not the Patriots. Sorry. Uh, I can't think of anything. Oh, uh, Giants. So uh, it's, it's Sean Watson. Uh, I would like to see him play for another team and see him do pretty good. Uh, I do think that would be pretty cool uh to see him play for another team because he did really good 
uh, last year. Believe it or not, he did. He had the most passing yards last year. Um, but yeah, I do. I have big faith in Sean Watson if he gets uh, to another team. Um, Evan Ingram. He. He shouldn't even be on a team. <laughs> like, then in the nicest way possible, he drops a, a lot of balls. So like, I don't know. Maybe I don't even think it's Daniel Jones. I just, I think it's him. Um, but Melvin Gordon. So this guy, Melvin Gordon, he doesn't. He he has uh, seventy-eight fantasy points all all season with. Uh, 78 rushing attempts. So, yeah. Um, I would like to see him go to another team and play for a team that really, like, uses him more than the Broncos do. Um, but, yeah, that's, we're done with that trading part. Unless I think of anything else while I'm talking. Um, so now let's talk about who do I drop in my fantasy team? So if you have any of these guys, you can think about it and see if you do want to drop them. But these are just my suggestions. Sorry about that. Um, so who do I drop? So dropping and trading away people are very different things uh, because sometimes the guys that you drop may be guys that you could get good, better value of and by trading them. Also, trade trade the guys that did not did good in the past years. If you were going to drop, if you were going to drop them, because uh, sometimes for some people the name makes it like like Odell Beckham Jr. That's a perfect example. A lot of people would think, oh well, Odell in the past years he's he's done really good. He's made really good catches, uh, but this year. He's been on my waivers a couple times in my leagues. Um, so, I think that, like, he's a perfect example. Trading Odell, like, for even a, just a better guy that you could have gotten off waivers. Um, could just, it could help. Um, so, here's some guys that you should drop if you have them. And you can always look if, like, you don't have to follow this, but here's just some suggestions. So, first we have the tight end for the Bears, uh, Cole Komet. This whole season, Cole Komet has gotten one single touchdown. He has had 30 targets and caught 19 of them. He also is not even the starting tight end. Um, so, Cole Komet, he was a rookie last season, um, and... He just, I don't know. He just ha hasn't had the best year. So, then now we have uh, running back for the New York Jets, Ty Johnson. So, I talked about Michael Carter Michael Carter uh, before. And, it said, uh, and I'm saying, with Ty Johnson having only 31 rushing attempts and 101 rushing yards this whole season, the other running back, Michael Carter, has 58 rushing attempts with 202 yards. So, Michael Carter is a way better option than Ty, Ty Johnson. Um, yeah. Just, 
I don't like Ty Johnson this year. I like Michael Carter way better. All right, now we got Boston Scott, running back for the Philadelphia Eagles. So far in the NFL season, Boston Scott has had 90, 10.90 points with seven rush attempts and three receptions. Unlike the other two running backs, Kenneth Gainwell and Miles Sanders, Gainwell has had two 26 rush attempts before week eight, and and Sanders, who is hurt, has 300. Sorry, 63 rush attempts with 300 rushing yards exactly. All these stats are before the week eight games. So all the stats that I'm saying right now are before the week eight games. Now we have wide receiver from the Kansas City Chiefs, McCole Hardman. People are s- starting to read the Chiefs' offense in Patrick Mahomes. So, like, defenses, they're uh, reading the Chiefs' offense. Tyreek Hill, uh, Patty Mahomes, kind of caught earlier. Travis Kelsey, they're just reading their plays, their their gameplay. Um, so... Yeah, uh, I don't like McCole Harden this season. At the beginning of the season, I did for some reason. Picked him 7th round. I really regret it, trust me. Um, but he was on my bench all season. Uh, just dropped him. People are offering me trade for him now. I'm like, no, no. I dropped him. Why would I get a trade for him? Anyway, um, maybe you can find a small trade with him, but that's about it. I'm not finding a small trade with him, trust me. You can, but trust me, I'm not taking any more risks with McCole Hardman. Okay, now we have wide receiver New York for the New York Jets, Corey Davis. So, Corey Davis' rookie quarterback, Zach Wilson, just got hurt after a loss against Patriots. After a depressing loss. Um, and the new quarterback, who is Michael White, is not that good. Not good at all. Even when Zach Wilson was in, he still wasn't too good either. So, um, Corey Davis, he, he's he been their only target, and but they haven't thrown too much. Um, but, like, but when they do throw, it either goes to the other team or to sidelines or Corey Davis. Um, so, Corey Davis, I mean, he's like a 25% drop unless you guys can find someone else better on the waivers, but if you can't, keep him. Um, so now, running back for the Colts, Indy, uh, Indy, Naheem Hines. So, Jonathan Taylor has way more carries than him, and when Hines does get the ball, it's not always great, but sometimes it is. You might be able to pull off a bad trade for him, but that's about it. Um, so, Naheem Hines, she has um 34 rushing attempts with one rushing TD and 115 rushing yards um but receiving wise he's 24 targets 16 receptions and 131 yards um receiving yards um so Jonathan Taylor he'll probably have way more because he is a for first round pick to a lot of you guys, maybe second round pick. Um, he has 105 rushing attempts, 579 rushing yards, and five rushing touchdowns. So it looks like that Jonathan Taylor is used more in the end zone, um, or 
what I see is he just gets longer runs and gets in the end zone. Um, but 21 targets, 18 receptions, 213 receiving yards, and one receiving touchdown. So, um, yeah, I just think Jonathan Taylor is way better, and I think a lot of you can agree with that. Um, but yeah. So now, uh, another guy that I think should be dropped in a lot of you guys' leagues is Johnny Smith. Um, I have I love the Patriots. I love uh, Johnny Smith, but he's just not a fancy guy. Um, Thirty targets, eighteen receptions, hundred seventy-six receiving yards, and one receiving touchdown. That's not. I don't know. That's not. You're way better off going for, um, you're way better off going for Hunter Henry, who has, um, Hunter Henry has, let me see, uh, 32 targets with 24 receptions, 264 receiving yards, and 4 receiving touchdowns, so he's more of a red zone threat. Uh, he actually did have a really nice grabbing snag, uh, versus the Jets in week seven. It was a one-handed grab, uh, just wanted to point that out. Um, another reason is that Jonathan Smith is hurt, so that kind of puts a minor, minor effects into it. Um, but again, I love Jonathan Smith, I like his playing style, he's a, he's like really clean stuff, um, it's just not a fantasy player, I like this year. Um, so now we talked about who should I drop. Let's talk about who should I should trade away. So just like dropping people, trading away guys helps your team so many so much in many different ways. However, there is a big difference between trading away people and dropping people. You get so much better value with trading rather than dropping. Uh the key is to trade the guys that have the pre like bigger names from previous years. Get good value back back from it. That's only if you think that you should trade them. But the good, but the guys that have big names, you will get better value of out of. Here are some guys you should trade away rather than dropping them. So, uh, Miles Sanders. Uh, I do think that you should trade him away rather than dropping him because Miles Sanders has had a tough past couple weeks. He has had an he. Has had his injury, and even before his injury, he was not doing what people thought he would. With the stats he has, I definitely recommend trading him. This is one of the guys that people will look back to, back to the last season with, and see the stats be good. But this year, they are not. Many people still look like they show interest in Sanders. His stats this year are 63 rush attempts, 300 rushing yards, zero rushing touchdowns. 24 targets, 19 receptions, and 118 receiving yards. Now let's talk about his backup that he is competing with for the starting job. Kenneth Gainwell is his name. Gainwell has pretty good uh, stats for a backup. Here they are. 26 rush attempts, 120 rushing yards, 2 rushing touchdowns, 31 targets, 1 receiving TD. In my opinion, 
I would trade him and get a better value out of him. I would also look into getting Kenneth Gainwell. So maybe if someone already has Kenneth Gainwell in your league, you could trade Miles Sanders if you have Miles Sanders for Gainwell or someone else for Gainwell. I just really think that you should get Gainwell this season uh, because he's a really good running back. Um, now we have wide receiver for the Seattle Seahawks, Tyler Lockett. So at the beginning of the season, Tyler Lockett had two 25-point games. That's when everyone was freaking out, thinking he would do insane. But when he struggled, but but then he struggled, getting two ten points a game. That's when people are starting to trade him. But if you still have him, you might want to get him out of your lineup slash team. Here are his stats: forty-five targets, twenty-nine receptions, four hundred thirty-seven receiving yards, three receiving touchdowns, and eighty-six points. My biggest advice is trade him. So now we have. Uh, Wide receiver from the Dallas Cowboys, Amari Cooper. Um, Amari Cooper has had an, a pretty good season so far. However, he has an excellent, he has another excellent receiver that he is with, unlike last year where he was the best wide receiver on his team. Because last year, CeeDee Lamb was not as good as he is this year. He has to go against CeeDee Lamb. Now, don't get me wrong. Amari Cooper is good and all, but CeeDee Lamb is way better stats-wise. Here are Amari Cooper's stats. 300... 373 yards, 43 targets, and 30 30 receptions, 4 touchdowns, and 61 points. And here is uh, C.D. Lamb's stats. Uh, Sorry about that, guys. A lot of technical difficulties. Um, But I don't even know where I was because, like, I was talking. Apparently, it wasn't recording. So um, I'm not going to say the reasoning because it might have said it, might not have. But trade away, Amari Cooper. Tyler Lockett, Miles Sanders, and Robert Woods. I don't even know if it said Robert Woods. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, trade Robert Woods. That's my advice. I don't know if, like, it, when I said it, when I said it, it even said it on the uh, podcast, but whatever. All right, I told you guys. All right, free agents to pick up for week eight. So, I have, like, I'm, I have a list. Um, I'm just going to just say it. Right now. Alright. Randall Cobb, CJ Uzoma, Tyra Bass, T.Y. Hilton, Michael Pittman Jr., Amon Rasaint Brown, Michael Carter, Alex Collins, Kenneth Gainwell, uh, Miles Gaskin, Russell Gage, Emmanuel Sanders, Matt Gay, Atlanta Defense, Evan McPherson, Rashad Penny, Kirk Cousins, Mac Jones, Taylor Heineke, Matt Ryan, Kadarius Tony, and T.Y. Hilton. Um, so... I don't know if you guys want me to re- repeat those. Um, I can if you guys want, and I just will. Whatever. Randall Cobb, CJ Uzoma, Tyler Bass, T.Y. Hilton, Michael Pittman Jr., Amon Rasaint Brown, Michael Carter, Alex Collins, Kenneth Gainwell, Miles Gaskin, Russell Gage, Emmanuel Sanders, Matt Gay, Atlanta Defense, Evan McPherson, Rashad Penny, Kirk Cousins, Mac Jones, Taylor Heineke, Matt Ryan, Kadarius Tony, and T.Y. Hilton. So those are some guys to pick up. Now I made a start 'em and sit 'em. Um, so I have five quarterbacks, five five quarterbacks each for sit 'em and start 'em. Five running backs each for sit 'em and start 'em. Five receivers each for sit 'em and start 'em. We got four tight ends each for sit 'em and start 'em. We got three kickers each and two deep. Uh, three defense each. So let's start with quarterbacks. For 
Starting for quarterbacks, we have Taylor Heineke, Daniel Jones, Joe Burrow, Mac Jones, and Matt Ryan. Um, so now we have Sidham. We have Sam Darnold, Davis Mills, Trey Lance, Kurt Cousins, Tua Tagovailoa. Um, so Tua, you, he's like a maybe start, but like if you don't have any other better quarterbacks that are there, just take them, just put them in. But like if you have a if there's a quarterback on the waivers that you can get by Sunday or whenever their game is, and you have two up, and the guy that is on the waivers, probably Mac will be, get him instead of Tua. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, quarterbacks. Now we have running backs. Uh, for starting for running backs, we have Austin Eckler, which is kind of obvious. DeAndre Swift, also kind of obvious, but the rest of the three aren't kind of obvious. Aren't. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell, Michael Carter, and Miles Gaskin. The thing with Miles Gaskin, so I don't know if you guys ever seen that emoji on Apple, where it's like, it's like the um, rankings or something, and it, it's like a red line or blue line that goes like starts from like the low and then like goes up, almost like a chart. And then there's also an emoji. It's like kind of the same thing, but it goes up from down. Kind of means like, like. Could do good, could do bad, could do good, could do or like goes like like used to be insane now isn't that good, like kind of like OBJ. <laughs> OBJ is the down one, um and uh, I don't even know who to say. Um, so now we have running backs for Sidham. We have Mike Davis, James Connor, Damian Williams. James Robinson and Miles Sanders. Uh, Miles Sanders is out. That's kind of why I accidentally. Well, I put him before uh, he was out. I put him in the sit him because um, I made this start him and sit him before he was out. So, um, yeah, I just forgot to change it. My bad. Uh, so now we have receivers for start him and sit him. So we're going to start with start him this time. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, Michael Pittman, Russell Gage, Keenan Allen, and Debo Samuel. For Sidham, we have Christian Kirk, uh, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Tyler Lockett, and McCole Hardman. Now let's move on to the tight ends. We have Dawson Knox, who um, he was questionable also when I made this, but now he is out. So obviously sit him. Uh, CJ Uzoma, definitely start him. Definitely pick him up. Uh, doing really good. Uh, hit, I think, probably... If I were to guess, probably Joe Burrow's second, like, most targeted person um, so far this season. So now uh, we have Evan Ingram and Zach Ertz. Uh, I don't, I, I'll never tell you to start Evan Ingram again, probably. Um, but for right now, I will. Probably not. Well, probably, maybe no, not ever again. Maybe. Now we, for Sidham, we have Jared Cook, Mike Jasicki, uh Tyra Conklin. Um, and now Dustin Knox. But, let's just replace, uh, so I did all these on, like, Monday, or, I forget, Monday or Tuesday. Um, so that's when Devontae Adams was supposed to be in, and Alan Lazar was supposed to be in. 
Um, so I have Robert Tanya at Sidham. Um, but I did some of the stuff like yesterday. I have Robert Tanya at Sidham. So let's just uh, move Dawson Knox and Robert Tanya. Um, now we have kickers, Stardom and Sidham. Uh, first, let's start with Stardom. Uh, we have Tyler Bass. A lot. Of, he's on a lot of you guys' waivers because a lot of people dropped him for his bye week last week. Um, same as Greg Zerloin. We're going to put him in Stardom too. Um, he's on a lot of you guys' waivers as well. We have Matt Gay. And for Sidham, we have Randy Bullock, Youngway Koo, and Greg Joseph. So now for defenses for Stardom, we have Buffalo Bills defense. We have Seattle. And we have Atlanta. For Sidham, we have New England, who are facing the Chargers. Tennessee, who is facing the... Right, um, he is facing... I forget who the Titans are facing. Um, and we have Miami defense. So, one last quick thing that I have to do. I have to talk about the predictions for Week 8. So, we have Pack Packers at Cardinals. Cardinals beat Packers. Uh, Dolphins at Bills. Bills are going to beat the Dolphins. And I think the Bills are going to beat the Dolphins. Uh, we have 49ers at Bears. And I think the Bears will beat the 49ers. We have Steelers at Browns. Uh, all these games so far are at 1 o'clock. Uh, and I think the Browns are going to beat the Steelers. We have Panthers at Falcons. Uh, at 1 o'clock, Falcons are going to win, I think. Eagles at Lions. Uh, I think Eagles are going to win, even though it's away. We have Bengals at Jets. <laughs> Bengals. Uh, Rams at Texans. I think Rams. Patriots at Chargers at 405. I think Chargers are going to win that. Uh, Jaguars at Seahawks. I think I'm going with Seahawks in that one. Um, although it might be a close game with Geno Smith at quarterback. Um, unless they do sign Newton or Watson. I don't even think they will, though. Um, even if they do, I don't even know if he'll be able to pay, play by then. Um, and then we have Bucks at Saints. I think the Bucks will win that uh, at 425. Uh, we have Washington at Broncos. I think Washington's going to win that. I just I love Taylor Haneke this year. I, he's a really good playmaker. Yeah. Um, now we have uh, Cowboys at Vikings. Cowboys, and that's uh, Sunday Night Football. And for the last game on Monday, November 1st, a day before the um, trade deadline, we have Giants at Chiefs. And I think the Chiefs are going to win that, although it might be a close game because the Giants are, I think, one of the defenses that has re read the um, the Chiefs. Um, so there's one thing that I've actually noticed. So Ty if you look at Tyreek Hill's game log, um, he has like an insane game or a bad game so um 36 4 7 47 11 18 9 so that could be telling us what defenses has read him baltimore has read him Chargers has read him buffalo kinda washington meh tennessee yes those are the defenses that has read the Chiefs. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. I just found that interesting. Um, and then another, more, one more thing I have to say um, that will really help your fantasy football team. So if you guys have a guy that's questionable, 
So, for instance, um, DeAndre Swift. Pretend DeAndre Swift was playing at Sunday at 4:25, and I had Najee Harris playing at one o'clock, and Cook playing at one o'clock. Even though Cook's playing at 8:20 and Swift's playing at, it's fine. We don't talk about that. <laughs> so, um, pretend that's happening, right? I have 4:25 Swift, one o'clock Harris, one o'clock Cook. I want so and like all my receivers are at one o'clock. The biggest advice I have to give to you is put the guy that's questionable to the latest game. Or put the guy on the latest game on your flex. Because then you guys can go pick up someone and it could be a tight end receiver or a running back. It doesn't just have to be a running back. So, I mean, that's just advice that I have to give you. If all you guys play at 1 o'clock or something or all play at 425, which is very unlikely... Just put the guy that's either questionable or that it, the rule doesn't go for there. Um, it's just a cool rule that I kind of found out myself. Um, but, yeah, um, that, uh, I'm just going to wrap it up on that note. Um, thank you for listening to this podcast if you got this far. Uh, it really, I really like the support that you guys have given us. Um, or me. Um, I'm trying to get people to go on. Um, but not a lot of people do want to go on. Um, so, I'll keep you guys updated. Maybe I can do one next week. Maybe not. I just have a really busy schedule. So, maybe, maybe not. But, uh, thank you guys for listening. And I will see you guys next podcast. Bye. Hey guys, uh, Fantasy Stars here with another podcast. Um, last, last year, it was, um, my last podcast was week eight of the 2021 NFL season. Um, so I'm excited to start, um, a new one for the first time in the, since the, since week eight. So we got a lot of stuff to cover up. Um, this will be a long one. We'll have to cover up some off-season stuff, um, some of the draft stuff, obviously, and, um, <clears throat> it just, like, stuff for the upcoming season, fantasy picks that I think is, um, good for you guys to get. So, um, <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> Alright. Um, so, first we'll start about, um, the Super Bowl of the 2021-2022 season. Um, we didn't start until, of course, week eight. Sorry to say that again, but... Um, we didn't start until then, so, um, I didn't cover up the Super Bowl. Um, I think it was a really good, uh, game. Uh, could have interesting teams that we did not think would have made it. Um, Bengals and Rams, but looking at the 2020 for the 2021 season, you would not say that the Rams and Bengals would get the would be in the Super Bowl. You would not think that. And now you're going into the 2020 through 2021 season, and you get to the Super Bowl of the 2022 season, or the 2021 through 2022 season, and there you have the Rams and Bengals in the Super Bowl. Um, Bengals coming off a very... Like, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase could have really done a lot to the team because Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase... 
kind of led their team to the Super Bowl because look at the Bengals before they had both of those guys. Um, 0-16, 0-16. Like, it just, they they kept getting, they kept going 0-16, not like, so I think with them getting back into, like, back into what they used to be, like, a long time ago, I think it's getting better for the organization. Um, the Rams, they've, they've never been bad, I guess you can say. I mean, they've never been a the best team in the league, um, like recently, but, I mean, I guess now you could say they are, or close to, so, um, yeah, that's most of the stuff I wanted to cover up about the Super Bowl, good, really good game, um, but yeah, um, so now we can talk about the, um, offseason, there's been many trades, free agency ads, releases, um, and, like, just, like, stuff happening with teams and players that I want to talk to you guys about. Um, one is how, um, let's think, of, Julio Jones signing with the Buccaneers. What do we think about that? Um, well, my opinion about that is, um, I like it. Um, it's, it's good for Julio because Julio needed to find a team that he could stick with other than the Falcons. Um, I think once he couldn't win a Super Bowl with the Falcons, he was very close to, but he didn't. Um, I think that that was his time when he knew that he's done. He wants to go on a team that's winning a Super Bowl because he deserves that. He, he has tried to lead his team to a Super Bowl throughout the years, and he hasn't been able to. And I think that's, um, I think he deserves a chance. And with the Buccaneers, that will be his chance to win the Super Bowl. Um, he is old. People say he's being, like, he's washed. He, like, he's done. Um, I think it, it all depends, um, it all depends on how the Buccaneers use them. If they use them too much, then I don't think he'll. I don't think they'll be able to get too far with him because one season of them using him too much, he's done. He's. But I think um, if they use him like good, not too much, but not too little, then I think that he could upgrade their team um, a lot. And that's exactly what the Buccaneers need, um, because they lost um, Antonio Brown last year, who was pretty good, um, and they lost a couple other guys that they Leonard Fournette um, that they could use back. So I think um, uh, no, it was Ronald Williams or Rojo. Uh, so yeah, I think I think that um, if they tried to if they they could do it um but i think tom brady could lead to lead julio jones to a lot of six a lot of success if he tried and if julio jones did try to um did try to get his success up then i think it would work a lot um and um it all it just all depends on how they use him and how they coach him um because he could be so yeah, 
Um, I I like that about I like that. Um, so yeah, let's move on to another um, free agency ad. That actually no, we'll go to a. Uh, hmm. I mean, I don't know. Let's go to the draft. So I had a mock draft at the very beginning. Um, starting with number one at Trayvon Walker. Um, obviously that was a very hard decision to make because there was Trayvon Walker, Aiden Hutchinson, Kayvon Thibodeau, Ikemo Quenu, um, Sauce Gardner. There were so many guys that I could have chose between. Um, and I just thought that, um, uh, what's his name now? Uh, who is it? Now I can't even... Oh, Trayvon Walker. I think Trayvon Walker um, was a really smart pick because that's exactly what the Jaguars need. Um, to upgrade their defense is the biggest part of their team. They got two really, really big upgrade, upgrades in 2020. Um, no, 2021, actually, on their draft. So last draft, um, they got really good upgrades, Travis Etienne and Trevor Lawrence. Travis Etienne coming back from a t um, tearing ACL injury. I think the Jaguars actually could make some success this year with Trayvon Walker, Travis Etienne, and Trevor Lawrence. I think those guys will make a really good um, trio. And with with um, Trayvon Walker being the leader as he is from Georgia, I think um, I think since where he lead, led his team from Georgia, I don't know how they did. I didn't really check that out, but um, I know that he's a big team leader. He is, he's um, not only skill-wise for a team leader, but he, that's what the Giants need, is a guy who can be in the middle of the um, pack. He can be, he can talk everyone up, he can hype everyone up, and that's what the Jaguars need, because coming off of a tough, tough season, to the point where you get the number one overall draft pick two years in a row, that's exactly what you need to get your team better, is a person that is good at skill and that can hype your team up more than what you did last year. And I think Trayvon Walker is a perfect thing for that. Um, so, yeah, Trayvon Walker did get um, picked first overall, and um, I like that decision from the Jaguars. Um, so, yeah, the reason why they didn't pick um, Aiden Hutchinson was because I think... Josh Allen. Josh Allen's also a linebacker, and I think if he if he's there and Trayvon Walker's in in the middle or on the right side, maybe left side, whatever they'll put him at. Um, if Trayvon Walker's there, then that means um, Josh Allen's in the middle linebacker. He's a linebacker, or he's at the end spot, and I think that's really smart for um, the. For the Jaguars, um, so after firing head coach from last season, it'll be tough for Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne and just the team leaders to um, get back into rhythm with like off season and preseason and the regular season. It's gonna be tough from hiring a, uh, a head coach, but I think they'll be able to do it um, with their team leaders, like I just said. So. Their defense will be looking really good this year, I think. Um, or just like an average defense. And that's all they need to just get their record up. That's all they need to, is to get their record up. If they can't get their record up, then there's 
there's no chance that they're going to make the playoffs. And if they they can't just move from actually well, they can, but like I don't know if they will. They could though. Um, they can't move from an 0 and 16 team, not 0 and 16, but um, like they can't move from like a horrific season into like a Super Bowl team. I mean, they there's a very slight chance that they could make the playoffs. I'm giving them like a lot of credit too, um, but like it all it just all depends on how these rookies and these and these guys play. Um, like just like the team leading, it all depends on how like these team leaders how they do and how they show um co show communication to this team because um, that's what matters the most I think and um yeah uh so that's a really good pick so um let's go to the Patriots um round one pick twenty five they get. Um, there's some guys on the board that they could get, um, and they pick out of every single guy in the draft, Cole Strange. Now, what went through my head while they got that pick, I was like, whoa, I, I, like, did not expect that, um, I did not, I expected an O-lineman, but I did not expect Cole Strange. Um, looking at training camp, I don't. I don't really like that pick after watching some training camps with them. Um, but I just I don't know. I think it it could it could like come back to haunt them. But at the end of the day, it's a round one, pick twenty five. I mean it's a really good pick, but if like it it'll just have to work. Um, they could have got who could they have gotten? They could have got Daxton Hill. That would have been nice. Um, wait, no, pick 29. My bad, my bad. Um, it was pick 29. I think they traded with the Ravens because I thought they had... Um, oh, wait, no, from San Francisco they got that pick. I don't really know how they got that pick, um, but apparently it's from San Francisco through Miami and then to Kansas City. So um, I, I don't think Cole Strange is a really good pick for that. Um, they could have got Daxton Hill, um, uh, Lewis Kine, and I think if if they traded up just five picks, they could have got Devin Lloyd and Jermaine Johnson and Tyler Linderbaum. So I think it would have been a way smarter decision just to trade out five picks or keep their pick and just... Yeah, I don't I don't like the way they did that, but it works, I guess. It's going to have to. So, um the next pick, after round round of pick 1, we have Aiden Hutchinson. The Lions pick him. It's a really really good pick, I think. Um Aiden Hutchinson's a fast D end that could um that's going to affect their Lions defense a lot. I mean, he's not a great team leader. But they don't really need that right now. I mean, from a really, really bad season, like the worst team in the league, I think what they really need is just like defense is always first because if you can't if you can't prevent them from getting points, then why would you need points? Because if you're not, if you're if they're just gonna get all the points in the world, then why would you why would you even care to have offense? 
So I think uh, defense is first for them. Like, look at every single bad, bad uh, team in the draft. The only position that you would get if like you had a really bad season is a quarterback. But you would not get a wide receiver or a running back or like an O-lineman or a tight end in the in like the first 5 picks because well if you if you don't like need it cuz if you had a really bad season then I mean you would not get those guys but you're probably going for defense but if you had like a okay season and like you you saw that your main reason that you couldn't do it was because of line or offense and go for offense but i think defense is the most important thing for a successful football team um so yeah i think aiden hutchinson was a really good pick there um so yeah let's go to the next pick um derek stingley jr um straight out of lsu tough season but uh a cornerback is kind of interesting what the Texans will get for what they have on their team now. Like, they could have gotten Drake London, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson. I don't know. Yeah. And, like, they could have gotten so many more guys. But they picked Derek Stingley. I mean, in my opinion, I think Sauce Gardner, Ahmad Sauce Gardner, is better than um, Derek Stingley. But, I mean, if the Texans, there's got to be a reason why they didn't pick him. Like, there's got to be a interview thing that happened with him. There could have been something because Derek's, I think, um, Ahmad Gardner is way better than Derek Stingley. Um, so, Derek Stingley is an okay pick for them. I would rate that 1 out of, five, one out of 10. I would probably go with, like, a 7, 7.5. Um, but, yeah. Um, number four pick in the draft, Ahmad Sauce Gardner. That's pr- I'm going to rate like that as like a 9, maybe 9.5. That's a really good pick for the Jets. That's all they need. Um, a cornerback, and I think they could... I don't. Re- in my opinion, I don't like the Jets, but I, I also think that they could build a good team for success for the future. They have an old lineman, Mekhi... Really, really good lineman that has a lot of potential. Makai Becton, sadly, he just got hurt. Um, well, not sadly for me because I'm a Patriots fan, but like you never want somebody hurt, obviously. Um, but um, uh, he got hurt. I think that's gonna be really bad for the Jets because he's like their best lineman, and Zach Wilson needs a lineman, as you could see from last season. Um, so I think. I think um, it was a good pick because their defense is looking good. They just traded uh, – who did they trade? They didn't trade Quinnen Williams. They traded a, a safety. I don't know why I can't think of his name right now. But um, it'll come up. Um, he's on the Seahawks now. Um, so they traded him. And he was a secondary, and they need secondary after trading one of the best guys in the league. They have Marcus May, but I don't think that'll be enough for them because from last season, Marcus May was not enough, um, and neither was Quinn Williams. I mean, I think that I think they might be, but one guy in the defense can't do everything. You can only be in one spot. I mean, two guys, I, I don't know. 
but all I know is I think defense, like I already said, you need defense to have success, and they, with them getting a mod Gardner, I think this is a really good pick. They they have a ton of receivers that are very helpful. Um, they have Elijah Moore, uh, Braxton Berrios. Um, who else do they have? I can't. Um, they have Garrett Wilson now. Um, they have they have other guys, but yeah, they have a they have a good receiving core. Um, a couple no no like really big guys, but they have all mid guys, and I think all mid guys is a good is a good leading team. Um, with a not great quarterback. I mean, his old line didn't help last year, or his receivers. But I mean, he's not a horrible quarterback like people call him. Um, he need he does not have enough he doesn't have enough um, resources around him um, like these good quarterbacks that, that like Aaron Rodgers. I know you can't really compare Zach Wilson to Aaron Rodgers because neither they both have a ton of different O line. Aaron Rodgers has one of the best O line in the league, and they both have and but Aaron Rodgers. He's never had a bad receiver with him. I mean, he's still a great player, but don't get me wrong. But he's just never had a bad receiving core. And that's why he's always been top five in the league for, like, ever. So I think if I think these bad quarterbacks that are throwing the ball good, I think for them, they just need a good old line to, to lead them to, to success and a good... Well, like for the quarterback stats and everything, I think they just need a good old line, and that's what the um, that's what the Jets are like trying to do. But Mackay Beckton gets hurt, and um, yeah, so yeah, I'd rate, yeah, I already rated that pick. All right, next pick, Kayvon Thibodeau for the Giants. I was I was shocked he went this late. He's like he's really. He's pretty fast for a um, D end, and he's just he he's like I don't know. He's just there's nothing bad about him. He's not he's not slow. He's not he doesn't have much power, which is fine though, because um, he's a right end. I mean, right ends kind of need power, but they don't have it. They're fine. And um, Kayvon Thibodeau, he's also He's also young, obviously, and he's from like a really good college where, which is Oregon, where you there's a lot of guys with potential that come out of Oregon with their coaching staff and just everything. So I think um, I think that'll be really good for them. Uh, I think Oregon Oregon really helped him a lot, and I think Kayvon Thibodeau is probably I'll rate it out of ten. I'll go with like a nine again. Um, there's only like one. There's like three or four tens in this draft that I agree with. So, um, all right, next pick, Ikem McQuonu, um, from NC State. He's no tackle. Um, going to the Panthers. Um, that's a perfect pick for them. For them, for the team, I think that could be a ten, but. Like skill wise, and like 
yeah, for the team, I think he's like a 10, but like for the pick, I don't know. I mean, he's really good for the team, but like I feel like Charles Cross or Evan Neal could have could have went higher. Um, they don't need receivers. They don't need they don't need um running backs cuz they already have those guys. Um, they don't need a quarterback cuz they already have two of them. Um, it's the only thing that they could get is O-line, which they need that, and, like, I don't know, like, I don't, I don't really know what else they need, um, and they did get O-line, so, I like that pick, um, I'm gonna rate that probably a 9.5 again, there'll be a lot of 9.5s and 9s, um, so yeah, let's go to pick number 7, Evan Neal, um, that was, that pick was from Chicago, um, so, Evan Neal's from Alabama, which is also a really great college for for improving like your defense because their defense is really good. They're they've always like had good defense, I think, um, and fast guys too. But this isn't really. Um, it's Evan Neal. So um, again, o, o linemen always help, um, and Daniel Jones. I think, I don't know, I think, like, I don't think anything can help him anymore. They've tried everything to help him, and just, like, nothing has worked. Like, they've, they've, I mean, maybe a receiver would help a little bit, like, a good one, but, like, they didn't really try for that in this draft. Um, they only went for, like, O-line and defense. Um, but, like, I think, I don't know. I don't really like that pick because I'm pro- I'll probably rate that like a seven. I mean, it's a really great player, but like I just don't see the sense into it. Like again, I know he's gonna lie, but like I just think he could have gotten something. They could have gotten something way better. They had every single receiver in the draft. They had every single offensive player in the draft besides like him, Aquenu. Akonu, and I think Drake London actually would have been a really good pick. Or even Jamison Williams. Really fast. He got hurt, but he's just really fast. And I don't. I think a fast receiver, as long as he can catch the ball, I think a fast receiver is just broken. I mean, if you have a fast receiver, then. I don't know. I just think if you have a fast receiver, then it's like really good for your team because a fa- I think a fast receiver is more important than a physical receiver um that's what I think all right so let's go to the next pick um Drake London for the Falcons this is probably a 10 um maybe actually 9.5 because of it because of the receiver he they took but um the reason I said that was because there were so many receivers in this draft. There was Garrett Wilson, Chris Olive, Jameson Williams, um, Drake London, London. Um, for like the first round, that's it. But I mean, you have so many options, and they. Oh yeah, Jahan Dotson. I forgot about him. You have so many options, and you picked Drake London. I mean, I get it. He's He's good. Don't get me wrong. He's good. 
But I think I really like Jameson Williams. I think they could have, they should have taken Jameson Williams or Garrett Wilson. But I mean, a wide receiver, the position they took was the best thing that they did because since they got a receiver, they just dropped they just dropped Julio Jones, or they just like got rid of him. Um, Calvin Ridley, we don't even know what the heck is happening to him, but like. Yeah, they have their receiving core was the, only, the biggest problem of their team last year, and that was a really big problem because they had Kyle Pitts, but Kyle Pitts can't do it all. They know that if they have Kyle Pitts do it all, then then they're done because Kyle Pitts is just is a twenty year old tight end. They can't waste him by using him too much in the first season. I mean, they know that they're done with their quarterback. They know Matt Ryan's done. They know, like, it's a really good pick for them. Well, for their position. So, I don't know if I rated that yet, but I'll rate it like a 9.5. Um, so, next pick, we have pick number 9, which is traded from the Denver Broncos um, to the Seahawks. Um, it is Charles Cross, the old lineman. Um, I don't like this pick. I mean, I don't know. I feel like defense could have helped there, but like last year, they had a really good team. I just don't know why they like fell apart. I mean, they have DK. He's pretty. He's really good. They had Tyler Lockett. He's really good. They had a really good quarterback. They had they had a pretty good defense. But their O-line, I mean, it wasn't great. So I can see the sense into that pick. I just think if you're going to get an O-line, I think you should have got a really good one instead of waiting. So I feel like they should have just tra- tried to trade. But they didn't, so... They did, they did trade, but, like, they didn't trade high enough, I don't think. But, yeah, good position, just not a great player. Um, So, next pick we have, which is also traded from the Seahawks. Just traded from the Seahawks, yeah, so it was just one pick that they traded from. Anyway, um, it was traded from the Seahawks. It was Garrett Wilson for the Jets. That was, I'm going to call that a 10. Um... Really, really good pick. Um, he's a really good receiver. Uh, I think one of the best in the draft. Pretty fast. Uh, a lot of physicality. Pretty good route runner. And, um, yeah, I think I think he has a lot of potential. Could be like a... If I were to put him to another receiver that he could be in his future, I would probably put him at, like... Not Tyler Lockett. I was thinking that, but like, maybe like, I don't know, Mike Evans. He could go down that path, or he could go down with like a maybe too good for like Mike Evans, or maybe Mike Evans would be a little too high. But I don't know, like Chris Godwin. That's a good, yeah. I mean, Chris Godwin or like Keenan Allen. I think maybe Mike Williams actually. I'm going to go like Mike Williams or Chris Godwin. I think he could go down one of those paths. Um, 
yeah, I think just a good, just good all around, like Julian Edwin, like just good everywhere. And I think um, that's a yeah ten, like I already said, and that's what the Jets need another receiver. <laughs> well, they just need a good receiver, and I think just getting him is really good. Um, so yeah, that's one of the, that's one of like the five or four tens that I'm gonna rate. Um, so Chris will leave um, to the Saints, traded from the Washington Commanders. Um, I think that's a pretty good pick. I mean, I again I would have went Jameson Williams, um, but Chris will leave. He's he's pretty good too. I mean, I haven't done much like research on him, or just like I haven't seen him much. But um, I think I I just. Ohio State always brings you, will mostly bring you a good receiver if you're drafting them. So um, I think it, it. I don't know. Like Michael Thomas is still on the Saints. He was gone last year, but he's still on the Saints. They have Kamara, so they their problem last year was not their receivers. It what it was their quarterback. In their O line, I mean, I think they got Trevor Penning at the, yeah, they got Trevor Penning, but like that's that's good for their team, but like, I don't know, I just think receiver wasn't the problem last year. I think um, they traded Lil Jordan Humphrey away, um, but like Jameis Winston, never seen anyone throw more picks in my life, but like, I don't know, I just think receiving wasn't the, wasn't the problem last year. So um yeah let's go to the, let's go to the next guy, that next pick uh, Jameson Williams. I'm gonna rate that a ten because just I love Jameson Williams. I love his play style. I love his just the way he pl- I like the way he leads his team. I like I just like everything about him. Um so yeah let's go to the next one, Jordan Davis. I mean, no I'll go back to Jameson Williams. He did his quarter er, he did get hurt in the finals game last year. Um. But I'm not really going by that. I mean, the fact that he led his team to the... He didn't lead it, but, like, he put a really big impact to it um, into the finals. I mean, I'm just going to go by that because one injury I don't think should affect... It could affect your whole career. But when you're 19, 20 years old in college, you... I wouldn't... I don't think one injury could just tear your career up. It was a torn ACL, but, like, he'll recover. A torn ACL is uh, out for one year. One year. I mean, you don't, like, release a player. You don't release CMC because he got a torn ACL. So, like, I just think since one injury, I don't think you can just judge him because of that. And that's why I think um, you... Sorry. um, That's why I think that's a good pick. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to rate that a 10. Um, so next pick, we have Jordan Davis. That's a really good pick. Fletcher Cox is getting old. Um, he's a D-tackle, um, from Georgia again. And Georgia, um, they're producing good, they're producing good, like, D-line. Um, because, and just, like, like, and, like, D-ends and stuff. Because Trayvon Walker also went from Georgia. Um, 
Jordan Davis also went from Georgia, and he's a really good D line too. So uh, a D lineman too. So um, I think Georgia and uh, Devontae Wyatt also came from Georgia. Um, so Georgia produces good defense all around. I think. Um, so I think a uh, D lineman from Georgia that learned from Trayvon Walker is a good pick. Um, so yeah, I think Jordan Davis is a really good pick for the Eagles with Fletcher Cox getting old. And just like they're losing some of their like good D linemen. Um so let's go to the next pick. Uh we have Kyle Hamilton. Um I'm, I'm gonna skip a few picks because like I don't know. Because, like I just feel like they're it's not really a lot. Alright, um Kenny Pickett to the Steelers. I mean, I think everyone was expecting that. I don't really think I didn't really think anyone like wasn't expecting that. He's from he's from Pittsburgh College, so like I mean I don't see I don't really see, he grew up in Pittsburgh. I don't really see like why that why he wouldn't want to be in the Steelers and why the Steelers wouldn't want him. They need a quarterback. I mean that's a perfect perfect fit and that's a ten, in my opinion. Um. So I think that's that's it for the first round. But the second round, there's only one pick that I'm actually going to talk about. And I don't know what pick that was. We're going to look that right now. It was... Actually, there's two. The first one, the 36th pick in the draft, fourth pick in round two, Brees Hall, the running back. First running back pick running back picked in the um, draft. And I think... He's a really good one. Um, he's very fast. Um, he's a lot of agility. He's athletic, and I think that's a really good pick for the Jets. Um, now they have two really good running, or not really good running backs, but they have two running backs with potential: um, Michael Carter and Brees Hall. So um, yeah, I really like that pick. I'm gonna say that's a that's a ten to be honest. He's really athletic, like I said, and I just really like that pick. So I'm gonna say that's a ten. Um, my favorite pick in the whole draft. Um, I don't know if you know who it is, but it's Tyquan Thornton from Baylor. The fat, um, almost a, by like point one second, like point zero one second. The fat. He's the fastest. I mean, point zero one second. I'm not even gonna say. I'm not even ca- gonna count that. I'm gonna say he's tied with the fastest receiver or just player in NFL history which is Tyquan Thornton he's tied with um John Ross there's guys that are really good in the combine and then like John Ross like they show their speed a lot in the combine that's easy it's not easy but if you have speed it's easy to show your speed in the combine but it's harder to, this is why I think they should change their combine a little bit because it's harder to show your speed in the combine with, or it's easier to show your speed in the combine with like, with literally every like I don't know, just like a free open space, no, no pads, no nothing, just like you're running, just like every your everyday life you're running, like I don't know, but Taekwon Thorin, I. Looking at looking at him in training camp, looking at him in uh, preseason so far, he's not one of those guys. I don't think. Um, 
because you still have to beat the defender too. I mean, there's going to be a defender in your way too, maybe three or two, possibly one, um, or definitely at least one. So you have you still have to beat the receiver, and that's one thing that John Ross couldn't do, uh, or still I guess, but like he could, but he just didn't. He never he didn't find a way to get open, um, and. That's what you need to do as a fast receiver if you want to be known as a fast receiver is get open. And and that's what Tyquan Thornton's doing, or at least in the first preseason game and in training camp. So I really think that uh, that's a really good pick, and uh, I'm going to rate that a 10 as well. Um, and, yeah, I just like I like the acceleration, the agility, the the speed on this guy, like I already said. And um, I think he could, he could end up as the best receiver in the NFL in or soon, maybe like give him like two or three years, maybe four, just to develop, get used to it, get used to his team, his quarterback, like know what he has to beat. And I think he could, I think he could do it. Um, so yeah, I really like that pick. Um, another pick that I really liked in this second round. Actually, I don't really know if I liked any more. Sky Moore I liked. George Pickens, that was a pretty good pick. But, um, yeah. Um, so, what else happened? Oh, yeah, Desmond Ryder, that, Ritter, that was a good pick. Um, Malik Willis, I really like that pick as well. I'm going to rate that as also as a 10. Um, that's very, I'm kind of surprised at Mike Rabel's opinion on him. The first preseason game against the Ravens, um, Lamar, or, yeah, against the Ravens, um, Malik Willis, he, he had some really good highlights the first couple quarters, um, the first couple minutes, and he got benched because he was running it too much, and I don't like that at all, that's really not selfish, but, like, it's just stupid for Mike, Mike Vrabel just to say you're benched because you're running it too much. I mean, maybe for preseason it could be a little I, a little more sense because, like, you, you want to get some reps in for your receivers. But your main person that you want to get reps in for is Malik Willis. He's your quarterback. Like, you're not going to want – you're not, like – you know, yeah, it's just stupid for them. I just don't, I don't see the reason why he's benching someone because he's running it too much. I mean, he's trying to show his, his, his best talent. I mean, the one reason why he could have said that is because, again, like he wants to get some reps in them for the receivers. It's Traylon Burks. He's one of the receivers that he wants to get reps in for, maybe, and I guess. I guess that can make a little more sense for them, but still, that he he was way too hard on them for that. Um, so yeah, that's I that's my that's are my thoughts about Mike Rabel and Malik Willis. But I I hope I hope they get a better relationship, and I hope Malik Willis Malik Willis has a good career with the tight ends, or just as it is in the NFL, because he has the potential to do so. It's just a matter of fact if he does. So, um, yeah, what are some other big off-season, like, things that 
like happened. Um, Russell Wilson, we can talk about that. So, Russell Wilson going to the... Who was it? Yeah, the Broncos. My bad. Russell Wilson going to the Broncos is my... Not my favorite, but I really like it. Russell Wilson... Um, he wants to prove his point to another team that his age doesn't... He... That, or he just wants to go to another team just to try it. Um, and... Yeah, I, I like that. Um, so... I'm going to be rating all these, saying either I like it or not. I'll say, like, yes or no. And I think this is a yes. I like this one. Um, so, yeah, this is, a, this is good for the Broncos. So, the ne- and just Russell Wilson as it is. The next one is um, Deshaun Watson. He also went um, to a new team this year, which is the Browns. And I actually really like that um, because he needs to just get away from the Texans. He needs to get away from the team he's on, from the team he was on. He doesn't deserve the the way the, the things he got. I mean, he was a great receiver or a, a great quarterback, and I think um, and I think. I just really like that for Sean Watson. Um, another pretty big offseason um, transaction, Tyreek Hill. Um, I, oh, yeah, for the last one, I think yes. Um, Tyreek Hill, I'm going to say no for the Chiefs, yes for Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill wants to prove his point that he – is not a good receiver because of Mahomes, I think. And I think this is a perfect opportunity for him to do so. And I want to see what Mahomes is going to do without Tyreek Hill. Because he has to have good throw power, Mahomes. Because he is the fastest receiver in the league. How else is... Like, that's going to be horrible if he doesn't have good throw power. Like, he has to. So, I'm excited to see how Mahomes does this year. And I think, for fantasy-wise, I think he'll... I would bring him down, like, two or three rounds because of this. And, um... Yeah, I just... I, I, I want the Chiefs to get, like, a bad season. It's, I don't know. I don't really like the Chiefs. I just... Yeah. So, our next one, we have Khalil Mack to the Chargers. Oh, yeah, the last one, I want to say yes. Um... Coyle Mack to the Chargers. Yes for the Chargers. No for Coyle Mack. Um, that's a perfect addition to the... Actually, I might go no for the Chargers because Coyle Mack, he's old. He wants a lot of money, and he's not going to be... He was not a big name last year, and I see why he would want to get out because of his team and how bad they suck, but, like... I just, I don't think, I don't think that's a, that's smart for the Chargers to get, get him, get Mac. And our last one that we'll be talking about is Devonte Adams going into the Raiders. This is actually going to be really interesting because for once Aaron Rodgers won't have, won't have a top. 
So, um, I think I'm excited to see Aaron Rodgers play with not, no top five receiver. And that's going to be very interesting. So, um, yeah, that's mostly what I wanted to cover. Um, like, we also have, like, Matt Ryan's trade. Um, Allen Robinson to the Rams, which is going to be crazy. I'm actually really excited to see Matt Ryan, uh, the Rams' salary cap for the next two years. That'll be funny. Um, so, yeah. Um... So, since we're called Fantasy Stars, it's not the NFL Stars, it's Fantasy. So, let's talk about some fantasy moves that I think we should do. So, before the before we draft, um, we should do some mock drafts. And um, that's why I think that I'm going to tell you guys some guys that I think will be good to pick. So, Austin Eckler. He's one of the guys that I think is going to do really good. Um, I think Jonathan Taylor is going to get hurt this year. Um, and McCaffrey will have a pretty good season. Mixon will have a good season. Um, actually, I don't know what I think about Mixon. I think Jamar Chase will have... I think Jamar Chase will outdo him. And will make Mixon like just not playing playing enough. So, um, I really, I really like Eckler. I don't like Fournette. I love Saquon this year. Um, Javante Williams is also a guy I'm looking at. Um, so yeah, those are some running backs. But for quarterbacks, I'm obviously going to say Justin Herbert. I think he's going to do really good this year. Um, who else? Uh, we have, uh, Trey Lance. I think he's going to do pretty good this year um, because we've Kyle Shanahan has officially declared that um, Trey Lance is officially the starter and they are trying to get rid of Jimmy G or they'll keep him just for a backup but Jimmy G is once again going to be sitting on the sidelines watching another guy play so um he's kind of used to it so I don't really yeah he deserves a good team it's just he won't be able to find one Maybe like the, maybe Aaron Rodgers can go to Jeopardy and he can go to Packers, but we'll figure, we'll, they'll figure it out. Um, so for tight ends, Kyle Pitts and Dawson Knox are, I mean, and Hunter Henry are, I mean, the only guys that I really trust for tight end this year. I don't really trust many guys for tight end. Um, it's a, it's a good position if you, it, you can, you just have to use it right like some people just go to tight end for a waste if you're doing salary cap sometimes i'll go for a waste um but i'm not really talking about salary cap i'm just talking about like as it is just like a real league like a draft at the beginning and um i don't really think i think tight ends are really important so uh kicking um i don't really think they matter Tyler Bass and McPherson are probably like the only guys that matter. And Tucker, if you don't have those guys, you don't have a good kicker. So yeah, um, let's go to defense. This this will actually be um good. So for defense, I'm looking at the 
uh, Titans defense. I think they'll do pretty good. Mike Vrabel is a really good defensive coach. Um, also, I think the Pats defense will do really good uh, because of Judon. But the one thing that I don't like about Pats defense this year is getting rid of J.C. Jackson. That's a really big um, impact into the Pats. Um, so I think losing J.C. Jackson is a is big is big for them, and I think that if they without him, it'll be tough for them. Um, so yeah, um, the Chargers defense I also think is going to be really good because of Khalil Mack and like I was just talking about um, J.C. Jackson. So um, yeah, um, so that'll probably wrap it up for today. Um, we might do another one this this preseason if not um yeah so um thank you and goodbye